Hi, this is Pastor Duncan with another installment of Words of Hope from North Shore Church. Area churches are beginning to think about reopening, and that is certainly hopeful. North Shore Church will be joining those churches soon, and you'll doubtless be notified about the specifics surrounding our reopening. As I think about reopening, I'm filled with so many wonderful thoughts. I so much look forward to gathering together as a church meeting with people I haven't seen in over two months, catching up with those brothers and sisters. That's going to be great, as will the chance to sing praises to God together. Personally, I look forward to preaching to real flesh-and-blood people instead of my cell phone. I also won't miss all the technical accommodations that we have tried to make in order to worship and all the technical glitches that have been frustrating at times and due largely to my incapacity. There is one element of reopening, however, that does fill me with a bit of trepidation. Let me begin by saying that my following words of concern do not apply to those attending our church who are or who live with a person in one of the high-risk categories for the coronavirus. Clearly, any virus that has a good chance of being lethal to a person requires that person to take extreme precautions. However, For the rest of us who are not in any high-risk category, I have some real and potentially serious concerns. For those who know me well, they might think it's strange that I would harbor these particular concerns because they relate to having personal, physical contact with other people. I'm not known to be a particularly huggy person. My huggability factor is low. However, I am wondering about the damage that has been done to the Church of Christ from these past several weeks of sequestering ourselves away from physical contact with other people. One of the potentially tragic consequences of this deprivation stems from the way that we have greatly changed how we relate to one another regarding our personal space. Again, not being a particularly huggy guy, my concern isn't so much for myself. My concern is bigger, and it's thoroughly biblical, I might add. That is this, the fact that whether we like it or not, whether we've been influenced by it or not, we as a nation have been clearly and consistently indoctrinated to begin seeing other human beings as a biological threat whose physical body might be acting as a host for a potentially lethal virus. Most of us have clearly learned that because you have the potential to be carrying this dreaded virus, you're a potential threat to me. And because I'm also a potential carrier, I have a potential threat to you. That's a very unhealthy way to look at people. Everybody knows what this looks like experientially. When you do venture out in public these days to the grocery store or wherever, people are today exponentially more concerned about personal space and social distancing. And I understand that. In a store where a few months ago a a stranger might have given you a friendly greeting as they passed by you, they're now much more likely to pass by you without a smile or a friendly nod. And the reason, though we don't like to think about it in these stark terms, the reason is because you may be a threat to them. If we get too close for comfort to someone in public, they are these days much, much more likely not only to abruptly distance themselves from you, but to do so in a manner that warns you to keep your distance next time. This is the world we live in these days, and it represents a fundamental change in the culture. And 
because it's rooted often in a powerful fear for our own well-being, I am doubtful that we're going to be able to shake this fear-based attitude easily anytime soon. Let me be clear about something. In our day and age especially, we must always be careful about physical contact in the church between men and women. Paul tells Timothy that men are to relate to women as sisters in all purity. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about things like shaking hands and appropriate hugs within the body of Christ. The truth is, our physical relationship to one another is governed by many factors. Our predominantly white Northern European culture, gender and age sensibilities, as well as our individual personalities, our likes and dislikes. However, we are all physical beings, and part of the way we naturally relate to one another is physically. It's not for no reason that five times in the New Testament we are commanded to greet one another with a holy kiss. This command is found in Romans, 1st and 2nd Corinthians, 1st Thessalonians, and 1st Peter. I'm certainly not advocating that the church in our day and age be filled with people ready for a quick smooch. In our sexually charged culture, that would be horribly inappropriate. However, when something is repeated five times in the New Testament, it's because that truth is important to our spiritual health. The broad truth underlying all of those commands is that we all have a real need to express and experience our affection for one another in physical and fraternal, that is, brotherly ways. Please, don't hear me advocating carelessness where the virus is concerned. There has to be a healthy balance of a pure expression of love for one another and our concern about the potential spread of a disease. Trust me, as a pastor who's been shaking hands with parishioners for 30 years and repeatedly ending up sick on Tuesday mornings, I know something about the importance of moderation and washing my hands. However, we're commanded to show affection as part of the way that we love each other within our cultural and spiritual and personal norms. It would be tragic and patently unbiblical if those norms were changed artificially and long-term by the temporary presence of the coronavirus. What I'm arguing for is simply this. We must try to work against the rather strong and often fear-based indoctrination we've all received to perceive other people as threats. They are not threats. They're people we're called to love and to potentially show physical care for. Perhaps we can help with this transition by thinking about something the media has been full of this past several weeks, and that is hard data. The hard data for our area of the country simply does not warrant the kind of separation from one another that has been necessary in many other parts of the country. As of two days ago, when I collected what was then accurate data on Menominee and Marinette County, here are some facts that might help us fight the urge to view other people as kryptonite to our Superman. There are 22,780 people in Menominee County as of 2019. There were, as of two days ago, six confirmed cases of the coronavirus reported. That means the statistical chance of a person contracting the virus in Menominee County is currently about one-third of one percent, an incredibly low figure. Now, someone might, with validity, perhaps, respond by saying, 
Yes, but that low number is due to social distancing. Well, for the sake of argument, let's say that when we stop social distancing, or at least decrease it, the rate of the virus increases by 300%. That would mean that you would have a whopping chance, 1% chance, of contracting the virus. Comparatively, the statistics on Marinette County are more threatening. There are 40,350 people in Marinette County as of 2019, and as of Tuesday, there were 21 confirmed cases of the coronavirus. That means that you are more likely to contract the virus in Marinette County. Statistically, you have a one-half of 1% 1 chance of contracting the virus in Marinette County. And if you were to triple that to account for decreasing social distancing, you have a 1.5% chance of contracting the virus. Not dying from it, getting it. Please know that I am well aware that statistics can be, and often are, manipulated to be made to say whatever the presenter wants them to say. But the point remains that in our part of the country, the chance of a person contracting the virus is nearly infinitesimal. This is doubtless why the Menominee County Board recently passed a resolution against the extension of the governor's stay-at-home order. The County Board rightly rejected the one-size-fits-all order because it's simply not appropriate for us who live here in a comparatively virus-free zone. All of that to say two things. First, when we do come back together, we must remember to love one another biblically. This means that we must respect each other's wishes for physical distancing and physical contact. But it also means that we must shed any thoroughly unbiblical indoctrination of seeing others as a physical threat to us. Second, beyond the biblical argument, there is simply no statistical warrant in our region of the country for maintaining the kind of severe distancing that might very well be appropriate in cities like Detroit. Ultimately, I can only speak for myself, but if when we reassemble, you would like to shake my hand, I urge you to take the risk and go for it. I will more than gladly return the gesture in order to obey the modern day equivalent of greeting each other with a holy kiss. May God grant us the grace to live by the book and not by our fears, for his glory and for our joy.